Give the secret handshake. Check your cloaks. And remove your tinfoil hats. This is the Illuminati Social Club. The podcast you don't want they to know about. This is bullshit. This series presents information based in part on theory and conjecture. The producer's purpose is to suggest some possible explanation, but not necessarily the only ones to the mysteries we will examine. Welcome to the In Search of series here on the Illuminati Social Club. I'm your host, Jason from Parma. Joining me, as always, from, uh, not Tampa, Florida this time, uh, from Guelph, Ontario, Canada, Mr. Oliver Oxide. Hello, all. How are you? Excellent. I keep, I keep confusing the host of this show with where I am. I'm just all over the place. <laughs> and from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Doc Pinko, Steve Cloutier. What up? Hey, hey. Oh, my God. Steve goes gangsta. <laughs> I know. Woo. You know, this episode's going to be a real blast, or it's just going to blow up in our faces. Uh, this week, we are talking about Season 5, Episode 4, Daredevil Death Wish. My, my opinion of this episode is I didn't learn a damn thing, and I think it was just a way for, uh, for, for Kay and the Bunch to go out and, you know, watch stupid people. Uh, Oliver, what were your, what was your impression of this episode? This was the styrofoam packing peanuts of filler, uh, in, in a search of, (laughs) (laughs) holy moly, this whole episode, I'm not going to ruin it because there'd be nothing left in the show, but this whole, this whole episode can be just reduced down to one sentence. I'm not going to tell you what the sentence is because you'll figure it out about five minutes in. People are stupid. Uh, no, it's just it, this is not an in search of kind of thing. No, this is already my front runner for the failure of of season five. <laughs> Steve, what were your impressions? I'm sure I'm sure they were much more you know much more favorable than Oliver's. Well, at one point, I I wrote in, "Is this an infomercial?" <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> But wait. Uh, yes. By the way, my uh, my my pre-watch notes, uh I'm guessing I I'm guessing in search of was too low rent to get Evil Knievel. Well, yeah, we can talk about that. Hmm? I think I think there's probably a reason for that. Ah. So, uh yeah, but uh uh w- should I play the intro first, you know, the intro clip first or should I uh you know, should you tell me why first? Or... Yeah, I'll play the intro first. Okay, here's Leonard. Ladies and gentlemen, please stand back. Stand clear, please. Five, four, three, two, one. There are people who will do anything for thrills. We call them daredevils. Who are these people, and what drives them on to flirt with destruction? Could they be possessed by a daredevil death wish? Okay, first of all, somebody got a new Moog. (laughs) Big time. (laughs) 
possessed by a daredevil death wish. They're they're really trying to sell this episode. Oh, right off the bat, they are. I mean, and it's not working because you already know there's going to be a lot of stage stuff here, and uh, I'll we'll get into that when we uh, when we get into it. Uh, let's see. Uh, we've always had daredevils. There's always been people, you know, willing to do stupid shit. Oh, by by the way, Clara warning, because I'm probably going to use the phrase stupid shit a lot in this episode. <laughs> uh, I think we call them today uh, adrenaline junkies. Oh. And, and that's exactly it. This is just the personality type. Yep. There, there's no mystery to this. No. There's no in search of. No. Uh, by the way, uh, at, towards at the beginning, right after they come back from the uh, the the intro, uh, the guy jumping from fifty five feet into eighteen inches of water, that is that that's actually a well known trick. <laughs> um, the idea is to land while moving slightly forward. It's a weird. The way you do it is you once you hit the water, you're you're very well trained in doing this when you do this. And, you know, you basically multiply the amount of water that you're jumping into. So you go in at a 45-degree angle, and it essentially, uh, you know, gives you a lot more water to cushion your fall. Well, speaking of tricks, we're going to get to that in, in a second. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you mean you mean the Iron Man or the, the Pudding Man? I, you know, I, I don't know what no. to call him. Uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um. Uh, Houdini, you know, they go into Houdini, you know, who is an escape artist. He, I, he was, he was a cheater. You know, he, he, he was a magician. He, he had, um, you know, he had wires. He had, uh, you know, he had like handcuff keys on his person at all times. Let me tell you a little hint, people. <laughs> and I learned this from Penn and Teller. Anytime you do one of these escape things. Mm hmm. You're already out of everything before you ever get in. Oh, yeah. Okay? Yeah. Harry Houdini was not a daredevil because no. he was already out of everything <laughs> before he was ever put in a thing of water. Um, I think a lot of people think that this, because of the movie, that this idea that Harry Houdini died during a trick, and he didn't. That's the only... He died, he died of peritonitis. Oh, I thought, he, I thought he died in the water tank. No. Yeah. Oh, Okay. Okay, I did not know that. That's from the movie with Tony Curtis. Oh my God, so many years ago. <laughs> um, now we have uh, our the next clip here is we we have a uh, story of a guy, which uh, could be very sad. I don't I don't know, but you know, I, there's something I have to find out. On a warm July day in 1930, a well-dressed gentleman and a turtle prepare for a journey into legend. They will attempt a stunt that has almost become the signature of the Death Wish, to go over Niagara Falls in a barrel. The greatest asset a daredevil has is himself. Only through discipline and practice can he even hope to survive. But even those are not enough if you lack the most important quality of all. Luck. Perhaps some stunts should never even be tried. So the sad part about that is, I want to know if the turtle survived. I looked it up. Yes? 
turtle did survive. Yes. Well, thank God. Sun, it, oh, the turtle name God. was Sunny. Sunny oh. survived. Good, good, good. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't give two shits about the guy in the barrel. He's an idiot. <laughs> His name was George Stathakis. I don't care. <laughs> he, he was an American, Greek American. I don't. He what? I don't care. The other thing is that they didn't point out whether he went over the Canadian Falls or the uh, American Falls. Yeah, because if you go if you go over the American Falls, your histoire even yeah. before you you fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Canadian one did he die? Did he drown, Steve? Or did no? He... They 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 think he suffocated. Um, because what happened is is the barrel got stuck in the rocks. Oh, ah. and they figure he survived. He survived the fall, but. He he suffocated. Uh, oh well. But the well, turtle good. lived. The turtle survived. Good for the turtle. <laughs> yeah, a man and a turtle. Well, a man. I, I have here a man and a turtle decide to go over Niagara Falls in a barrel. Uh, <laughs> let me let me clarify there. Uh, the turtle didn't decide. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, a man forces and, his turtle, his pet turtle, to and, go over the falls. And I, uh, I, I have after that. I hope the turtle survived. Which we found out now he did. Yep. Doctor Cloutier is always the ray of sunshine in research. Yep. Thank S- you. Sunny survived. Good, good, good. Oh, so let's see. Oh, now we have. Oh, I, I no, not yet. Um, I, I don't actually have. I don't ha- actually have old Pat talking to us. But uh, what? What is this clip? What is it that compels a man to go past the boundary of what is safe in order to risk his life? None of the stunts you will see in this program should ever be attempted. They are part of the world of the daredevil, a world where an inch, a second, or a bad reaction can make the difference between life and death. Our quest, then, is to find out what is the source of the daredevil death wish. Um, there's really no source... It's, you know, some people want to do risky stuff. It's a personality trait. That's all it is. (laughs) Look, I'll tell you something. I have a bit of this in me as well. I mean, I've been bungee jumping. I would love to go uh, parachuting. I'm always in the first row of a roller coaster, all that kind of stuff, right? And it's just... You know, it's just a personality straight. It's just nothing other than that. Yeah, I I, I want to keep my feet firmly planted on the ground. Um, you know, four wheels on the ground. No, no two wheelers. No, no, not driving sideways in my car. Uh, we meet Pat Jackson, who uh, you know apparently drives you know cars and motorcycles and stuff, and is a daredevil, a forty-two-year-old mother and daredevil. Now I want to see if I want to maybe Steve knows this. I want to check to see if she did the scene in uh, in Diamonds Are Forever where the 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 car went in one way and came out the other. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, this is again it's a it's an old trick. They've done this in Live and Let mm-hmm. Die. They did it in Diamonds Are Forever. Mm-hmm. You know that's not really dangerous either. No, no. I mean she's going so slowly. Yeah, I know. Uh, you know, yeah. Try doing those tricks on I four eighty during rush hour. There you go. <laughs> you might actually get home quicker. Can I just point out that uh, Lenny was rocking the denim shirt? Oh yeah. Although in my notes I have I have it listed as denim exclamation mark 
don't try this at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't, no, don't, do not try that outfit at home. Um, so let's see. Um, yeah, I like this. Uh, she cooks, she cleans, she does dishes and rides motorcycles through flaming pallets. <laughs> As um, you do. And, and then, you know, we, we see Roger there. I didn't get any, uh, clip of him, but. Uh, he totally faked that, uh, you know, that accident he had. They're totally, you know, they're they were totally posing it for the camera. Oh, it was the sliding guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was ridiculous. <laughs> oh, I know. And then he we got, got a, even he, slower mo. He got yeah, he got a boo boo on his elbow. I mean, back team the shit out of it. Excuse me, Clara. <laughs> and we're back to good. Yes. You know. Ah, <laughs> oh, now we meet. The Iron Man. Well, Pudding Man. Uh, this is another This is another trick. Hi there, I'm Hank Wise. What you're about to see is called the Iron Man. Relying solely on the precise alignment of veteran daredevils Eldon Daniels and driver John Anderson, Iron Man Wise puts his life on the line as he prepares to let more than two and a half tons of truck drive over his body. Not really danger is the weight of the automobile that we're using. We're using a truck, so we're coming pretty close to a 5,000-pound vehicle. At one time, I had the truck came off the end of the ramp, broke both the legs. You know, you do something 100 times, your odds start gathering towards experiencing these little difficulties. I think that the epitome of the stuntman is that uh, comes your time to go, you'll go. And up until that time, you want to fill your life with as many exciting things as you can. Critical inches separate Anderson from success or agony. I look forward to telling my grandchildren about the times I've been run over with trucks. I lived through it. I got hit by a car, and I lived through it. Uh, <laughs> I have the I have the jaywalking ticket to prove it. Um, yeah, that's another trick. First of all, he's not experiencing. 5,000 pounds. He's experiencing, well, first of all, the truck isn't in no way 5,000 pounds. Uh, the front of the truck, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, th would be probably 1250, but moving. So it would hit the ramp and pretty much the momentum would carry it upward on, you know, over the ramp, uh, really not you know, not bearing the weight on him at all. The back of the truck was, you know, the back of the truck is nothing. Oh, except for four guys standing on it. But it's not that big of a deal. It really isn't. First of all, as you pointed out, at best, even if we take the 5,000 pound thing, mm -hmm. I remember... <laughs> Uh, it's only half a truck. It's got four wheels. Mm -hmm. And once you do that, you shift all the weight over to the other side of the truck. Right. That's oh, number yeah. two. That too. No, number three, this man has a six-pack created by Coors. <laughs> uh, and, um, he's got a, he doesn't have a six-pack. He's got a keg. He's got a Just keg. Just like me, but I got no room to talk. And he's got. it's not going over his pelvic bone, so all it's really doing is going over the mushy stuff. <laughs> uh, and because of the speed of it, remember when people die from being hit by a car, like a regular passenger car? Mm -hmm. 
It's from the blunt force trauma of being hit by the car. It's not by being run over by the car. Exactly. Unless they get your melon. <laughs> yes. <sighs> so, yeah. Yeah, the only, you know, the only real danger is if the truck, you know, falls off, slips Stalled. off the ramp, you know. And, or stalls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then, you know, y- you got a problem. Uh, so, yeah, I wasn't going to include this next clip, but then I thought this, okay, this guy's genuinely funny in a, in a kind of sick way, which I love. <laughs> this is a charge that's been set and taught to me some years ago by a man by the name of Johnny King. He perfected this event. It's one that's going to cause quite a bit of noise, quite a bit of excitement, and a real blast. What's going to happen first is the placing of the charge. As you get in to place the charge, you then check your perimeter, be sure everything is clear, and then hope for the best. I love the last the last step. Hope for the best. <laughs> <laughs> because okay. So, you know, when you when you're messing with explosives, you know, even if it is a trick, things can go wrong. <laughs> so, it's true. But Again, I, I do agree with Oliver, though. This is not in search of anything. My, but, my, only, my only note on this thing is, why the foil? <laughs> What's up with the foil? I don't know. Okay. Just, to, just to hold everything together, probably. Make sure that the, like, the fuse is probably wrapped around underneath so it doesn't pull out. Oh, okay. Um. Oh, let's see. Uh, oh, and then they asked the question, where do daredevils come from? Well, when a mommy and a daddy love each other. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, you know, they're magical like leprechauns and pixies. <laughs> uh, then we go to daredevil school, which is just a bunch of people jumping into uh, air mattresses or something. Well, this is the thing. that That's not really daredevil school. That's more like stu- stuntman like- school. Uh, Kim Kahana, the guy they had, is actual stuntman. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of the problem with this episode is, is they're kind of trying to do this sort of daredevil death wish thing, but they're bringing in things that aren't really daredevils. No, they're like stuntmen, Harry Houdini. It's like they're not daredevils. You're right. Um, and and even in the, sh- the clip that they show, I don't know if you have it, but I'll, I'll mention it here. The clip that, the, the, that they show, he even says that nothing is left to chance mm. everything is plotted out mm. meticulously because they have to when they're do- when they're doing stunts because most movie directors don't want a stuntman dying on set exactly there's, there's lots of paperwork that goes with that um so yeah now we get to now we get to a strange clip Yes, I did that on purpose. Perhaps the ultimate daredevil story belongs to Chuck Strange, pickup pilot. Well, I love the sound of crunching metal. That's what it started out to be. Uh, I started off with demolition derbies and really enjoyed it. And I started uh, wanting to be more specialized and have my very own unique act. Nobody was jumping a pickup. They said it was impossible. And I said, great. Next thing you know, I'm flying a truck through the air. Flying a pickup is just one of the ultimate stunts. I mean, it's, it's unheard of. You shouldn't be doing it. The very first pickup jump was uh, ramped to ground, and the doctor said I should have died in that one. I landed so hard that they said my spine should have been shoved into my skull, and I should have been a foot shorter, which just ruins the wardrobe. My world record jump, 107 feet over 18 cars, was set at the Ontario Motor Speedway. 
and that jump in itself was in fact flying a truck through the air further and farther and higher than the Wright brothers' first airplane flight. Your lineup is very critical. A bike jumper can look at his ramps and his speed and the whole thing at one time. When you're in that pickup, you've got to look at the speed or your ramps. Coming down the land, you've got to make sure your mouth is closed or you'll bite your tongue off from the blow. You've got to exhale where your normal reaction is to inhale. So, yeah, there you go. You know, just remember, keep your mouth closed and uh, exhale. And you'll be fine. Oh, and, uh, yeah, uh, having a, you know, being a foot shorter just ruins the wardrobe. <laughs> Another dad joke. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, why is it considered impossible to, well, why was it considered impossible to jump a truck? Because all the weight in a truck is at the front. Yes. So all they do, all they do is weight the back. Yeah. Make it more. More, more even. Well, that's explained later on mm-hmm. why something happened is because they waited the back. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that that suspension or whatever, whatever it was broke, broke free and uh, probably caused all the weight to shift forward. Yeah. So, yeah, Chuck thinks he's a comedian. By the way, uh, then we talked, you know, they talked to Dr. Samuel Z. Klausner, uh, an author with a book to sell, um, which is probably why he's, you know, doing this. Uh, and I would also say a big reason for this episode, this was uh, what, probably 1979, 1980 that they did this episode. Because, yeah, we should be getting into the 80s here. Yeah, nineteen eighty. Yeah, yeah. E- evil Knievel's doing his thing. So you know, you gotta you gotta get on the 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 daredevil bandwagon over here and do well, something. Well, yeah, Evil Knievel was the was the popular guy, right? He mm-hmm. was the famous guy. I even had a an Evil Knievel toy. My brother That's... had one. My brother had one too in his first apartment. It hung, it hung from the uh, from the chain in the kitchen on you know the the kitchen mm-hmm. light. Yep, the Strato cycle. Yeah. Um, and he was the, he was the famous guy. I mean, you know, he had his mo- own movie, Viva mm-hmm. Knievel. He was on the bionic woman. And I believe um, if I'm right, he spelled, you know, he spelled his nickname E V E L because he was a Christian and did not want yes. to be confused with, you know, didn't want people to think, you know, evil, you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so. Oh and, my Lord. And um, did you know that he was originally supposed to be the guy to jump sharks? Oh, really? <laughs> he had a stunt where he was going to jump a pool, uh, a tank of sharks, but, but he had did an accident. First. <laughs> he had an accident, wow. um, and okay. uh, hurt himself, and he couldn't do it. And then Arthur Fonzarelli did it <laughs> and jumped sharks. Excellent. <laughs> and I suspect, and this is what I, I sort of start, said at the beginning. I suspect that the reason he's not in it. Mm-hmm. Is because he asked for a lot of money. Oh, probably. He was. He was. The, he he seemed to be that kind of guy. I know a little bit about him, but he seemed to be that kind of guy who was, you know, inter- he wanted he wanted his his share, which oh, yeah. I guess is enough. But so I, I suspect that that's why they went with Chuck Strange mm-hmm. and Evil Knievel because Evil Knievel was the the zeitgeist guy. I'll, also, at the at the point of the interview, I'm willing to bet that. Uh, Chuck was still recovering. <laughs> Probably. Because, uh, yeah, apparently Chuck had a crash, which, uh, you know, it looked pretty uh, nasty. 
Um, but several surgeries later, and he was ready to get back behind the wheel. I don't know if you went face first into the end of a ramp. Would you be ready to get back behind the wheel of a car? Well, my question was, if he knows that the suspension has broken, <clears throat> which it certainly seems like he does when he when he describes the story. He might not have known until, you know, he was at the ramp, you know, because you wouldn't. Oh, yeah, I know. It. Yeah. Why is this? Why are his arms still on the steering wheel when he hits? <laughs> That's my question. <laughs> if he already knows it's going to be a failure, don't you just go into like, you know, fetal <laughs> position? I don't know. Maybe he thought he could rescue himself or something. Maybe he hoped for the best. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. And here's our final clip for this episode. Let us warn the foolhardy. What professional daredevils do, let others not try to imitate. Recognize the dangers for what they are. Daredevils are special members of our society. Very special. By taking us with them to the edge of life, they make us acutely aware of our mortality and the value of our existence. We can all feel a little more alive because of these extraordinary people and their daredevil death wish. Nah. <laughs> basically, the beginning of that clip is basically saying, don't do stupid shit. It also means that 10 years of jackass... <clears throat> um, <laughs> It means nothing, because I can tell you that those guys did not have a death wish. They no. were just idiots. <laughs> yes. Yes, they were. So I've come to the end of my notes. And by the way, yeah, those daredevils, they're special, all right. Um, anyone have anything else to add before we put a nail in this one? No, nail it, please. <clears throat> all righty. Oliver, tell people where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at Oliver Rockside. Steve. I, too, am on Twitter at Doc Pinko. You can find me at Alien CG, and you can find this podcast at Illuminati Pod. Ladies and gentlemen, I am not going to uh, jump over Springfield Gorge. Have a good evening, everyone. Toodles, kids. See ya.